0: It is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap 2023 edition. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined here by Corey Litton. Corey, how was New Year's?
1: Uh, new Year's, new me. No, <laughs> oh, no, same me. <laughs> Just a little bit older, a little bit more hurt, um, and still survived another New Year's Day karaoke uh, show at the uh, Duffy's Bar. So uh, we'll, we'll see if I can get through this now. <laughs>
0: I made... Uh, uh, New Year's resolution: not to make any resolutions. That's for this uh, year.
1: that's a solid one. Yeah. Um, I didn't even go that far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, didn't even make it that far. In my New Year's resolution. Yeah, I. Who knows? I could wind up breaking mine. So we don't want to break anything. <laughs> we we've already had enough injuries. That's true. Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, it is 2023, and uh, so seems like a good time to maybe. Uh, do, start a little bit of uh, previews of the upcoming seasons
1: that's right we've had a couple of, of uh scheduled releases here within the last couple of weeks one of them being the KRA Speedway in Wilmer Minnesota in May they start off Saturday May 20th and then or uh, May 21st for their test two and their first official season opener will be on Thursday May 25th. Uh, in June, they'll race again on June 1st. Then Thursday, June 8th, it'll be their first big special of the year, which is the Late Model Challenge Series, along with the Modified Street Stocks and Pier Stocks. There, Then uh, they also race Thursday, June 15th, the 22nd and 29th to wrap up the month of June. In July, Thursday, July 6th, that'll be Military and Veterans Night, just right after 4th of July. That should be a fun, uh, fun show out mm-hmm. there for them. Then Thursday, July 13th, a stock car special with Super Stocks, Street Stocks, and pure Stocks. And then they also wrap up the month, uh, racing Thursday, July 20th and uh, the 27th. We move on to August, where Thursday, August 3rd, they'll be racing again. Then we move on to Thursday, August 10th, which will be the fair night for them. Thursday, August 17th and 24th, they also race out there as well, just a regular race night. Then they have Thursday, August thirty-first, season championship night with Ridgewater College night. Uh, they also have a rainout date uh, to be determined for uh, Friday, September eighth. That might be just a makeup, or they might come up with something later on in the end of the year. Sure. And then we move uh, to we, we move in quite the different direction, but they also race Thursdays. It'll be your neck of the woods. Yeah, my old stomping grounds. Yeah, the Tri County Speedway down in Wishick. Um, they they run a more limited schedule out out there in Wishick, which is it, it's okay. I mean, they still get plenty of good racing again out there at mm-hmm. the uh, Tri County Speedway and the home of the Tunner, the greatest burger in all of mm-hmm. racing. <laughs> uh, Thursday, May eighteenth and twenty fifth. That'll be the only races they run in May and June. They'll run on Thursday the fifteenth and the twenty second. Then uh, Thursday, July sixth. Then of course they pick it up a bit. They run a doubleheader Thursday, July thirteenth and Friday, July fourteenth for the Tri County Fair they race uh Thursday August 10th that'll be actually that'll be a rain date excuse me on that one uh so if they have a rain out in yeah, they'll they'll run it on August 10th uh, to make up yep. for it and then of course uh one of their their big year end blowout uh the Friday September 8th and Saturday September 9th the sauerkraut 500
0: yep that is good times i tell you anything with sauerkraut you put sauerkraut and <laughs> sauerkraut plus racing equals a good time.
1: And the tonner burger. I yeah. mean, in two days of being able to eat a tonner, <laughs> that's great. Yikes! So it's, that's a, that's a patty for every chamber of your heart. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so good. So yeah, we got a couple uh,
0: schedules released. Well, I'm sure we'll be having more here in the in the coming weeks as we get closer to the first races of the year, and. Um, So we're looking forward to that. Now, you and I, we're both on the Facebooks. Right. Because uh, as I've been told by the youth of the world, it's for old people, and so we qualify.
1: That Uh, is
0: correct. uh, Madison Quinn, who uh, many of you may know from here at KFGO, uh, he tagged us both in a video on Facebook uh, (laughs) that uh, made me smile when I saw it. Uh, it is chariot motorcycle chariot racing right is that what we'd call it
1: motorbike chariot racing yeah I believe that's what it is yeah
0: yeah so I'm going to play a little bit of this this is just phenomenal and and uh, we can we can talk about that Uh, uh, motorbike chariot racing
1: and it is just what it sounds like. Here. It- <laughs> it, it's uh, there's two. It sounds like 450 cc dirt bikes side by side, and obviously they're only in like first gear because yeah. you can hear them banging off the rev limiter there, or banging the chip as we like to call it. Yep. And yeah, they're they're steering with these two ropes that look like they're made out of LED lights. Yeah.
0: Yep. I I, I think they I think they are. Um, yeah, they they've got uh, so the the two the two uh, motorcycles, the two dirt bikes, and behind them is yeah a a, ch- a chariot a chariot. <laughs> a chariot like like back in the old days with the horses or whatever. And this guy is sitting on the back with all his gear on helmet, thankfully. Uh, and he's standing back there. They've got the frame made up between the two bikes to hold them together. And then, like you said, they've got the LED. Um, I, I can't tell. It's it's. They're it's almost like rope light. Well, rope light, <laughs> but but they're they're more like sticks. Yeah, they're not they're not loose. They're um, but yeah, and
1: that's that's supposed to help to help steer it. I suppose you want to want to have rope because you don't want to try to push a rope right. to try to get something to straighten out. So, yeah. it, and you can't exactly pull the other one to make the other one go because right. it's two sets of handlebars. And it, to me, it doesn't look like the middle of them are hooked together either. No, so. they're they're not. That's but, why, yeah, watching this thing when Madison tagged us in this, I thought, this is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of want to announce one of these, but I don't want to see it when it goes yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, we
0: need to figure out... This is out, intense. We need to figure out where they do these at because uh, it looked phenomenal. And uh, there's videos, so maybe it's something that you can watch live. I don't know. We'll...
1: And the track looked like it was one of those uh, tracks used mainly for um, flat track motorcycle racing anyway, so that's probably where, I mean makes a lot of sense to uh to go and look for that <laughs> look there to find a motorcycle style race but yeah, uh, yeah it, that's it's incredible that it, video is awesome to watch and uh, and like i said i don't want to ever see it go wrong <laughs> but i mean these guys they got to have they, they got to carry it in with a wheelbarrow as we like to call it you know <laughs> that
0: is hilarious so yeah um if uh, uh you want to look that up uh Motorbike chariot racing. It's a thing and you can watch some videos and uh you'll you'll sh- you'll shake your head at a minimum.
1: I think now we can remake the movie Spartacus um, <laughs> yeah. it, with with the motorcycle chariot racing.
0: That's true. Good call. There's a money making idea right there. I think so. Might so, as well get on it. All right.
1: We have a guest lined up this week. That's that, right. That you lined up for us. That's right. Uh, he's uh, from Lisbon, um, North Dakota, uh, 71 uh, Wisota Midwest Modified Racer. That'll be Nate Ranke coming up.
0: So we are here with Nate Reinke. Nate is a racer, uh, 71 Wisota Midwest Modified Racer in Lisbon, North Dakota. Uh, according to Nate's Facebook page, he is a um, farm worker guy at Rankie Farms uh and uh, uh has has been from November of 1982 to the present and you're currently in La, is it Las Cruces New Mexico?
2: Uh yeah that's right i'm in Las Cruces here yeah just north of uh, Vado yep
0: all right and you're getting ready to race at the Wild West Shootout at Vado Speedway Park
2: Yeah no looking forward to it then uh Uh, First time there was last year and uh, had fun with it, so I figured I'd try it again this year.
1: All right, well, Nate, uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show here today, especially this early in the morning where you're at. I mean, how many hours ahead are you right now from us?
2: Uh, uh, It's one hour um, ahead. Only one, guys, so oh, just oh. an hour off. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, you're a farmer. <laughs> oh, you used up. to be
1: up this so. early then.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's January
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, look at, looking at your uh, your bio that you had here on Facebook, for, uh, the farm worker at Ranky, farm worker guy at Ranky Farms from November '82 to the present. When's your When were you born?
2: Uh, in November of '82. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you,
1: you've been you've been working your whole life. All right, um, so let's yeah. let's go from the beginning here in your racing career. Where where did this uh, where did racing start for you?
2: Uh, I actually started out. Uh, I my my mom's family, especially, uh, is the Franke family family from Lisbon. So I've had plenty of relatives that race. So I started going to racetracks young, and. Dad bought me and my brother a couple of go-karts when I was probably like 12, 13 years old, somewhere in that vicinity and started racing go-karts, did that. And then, uh, one day me and my brother decided we should try racing cars. So he went and bought a bomber car. I went and bought a, a B mod and just kind of started, you know, putting things together from there. And then things have just progressed to where we're at now, which is, uh, you know, still doing the B mod thing, so I really moved up a lot. <laughs> um, but it was it was what I wanted to do when I started out racing. I, I liked the looks of that class when I was first getting into it, and I said, "Well, if I'm gonna if I want to race one of those, I'll just get one and start." So that's what I did.
1: Wow. All right. So, know uh, obviously, how how long have you been uh, at this now? Then, uh, since you moved up from the go kart to the B mod,
2: uh, I started racing B mods in 2005. So, oh, okay,
0: seventeen not years. I'm good
2: at math, but yeah. About sixteen years, six, six, something
0: like that. So yeah, yeah. my uh, My son was born in uh, 05. That's how I can do the math so
1: fast. Yeah, that was pretty quick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I think Got one, of mine, one I think one of mine was too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your son's about right. It, it checks out. <laughs> All right. So Nate, uh, what what tracks have you uh, mainly raced in your uh, career over the years?
2: Um, Lisbon, my hometown. Uh, I was, you know, Cheyenne Speedway there. I've raced there pretty much every race they've run there since I started racing. I think I've missed maybe one. Um, Jamestown Speedway, I kind of started to become more of a regular there about six, five, six years ago, somewhere in there. And uh, that those two tracks I've been fairly regular at lately. And then uh, I like to get out to Wishick to, uh, to his Tri-County Speedway out there in Wishick whenever – Whenever it works out for us, it doesn't work out all the time. But they have a they have a, a fun group out there, and they put on a fun show. So I always like to get out there when I can. And them are them are kind of the tracks that I race moderately, moderately regularly. And so you know, we actually just talked a
1: little bit because we did a schedule release uh, for a couple of the tracks from the area, and one of them was the Tri County Speedway. Just before we got you on the line here, and uh, uh, obviously racing over at the Tri County Speedway, you know about the Tuner. And uh, having those, does that affect the weight displacement of your car and your handling at all?
2: Well, it uh, it only does, it, uh, the cheat code is to only order a burger after the race. And, <laughs> and it doesn't screw things up. So I actually at one point did order a burger from Victory Lane at Tri-County Speedway. So. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, you're right there. You might as well. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome.
2: It, it's right next to it. So it, it worked out.
1: Yep. <laughs> so what kind of what are some of the highlights uh from your career what if if you were to retire right now what would be one of the things that you would say i'm really proud that i actually accomplished this
2: oh man i uh you know i've won a few races here and there i haven't really won won many big races uh you know i've uh i think i've swept the um uh, I'll 500 twice, if I'm not mistaken, and had good finishes there with my brother quite a few times. We always seem to have luck at that race. And, uh, and then one thing, you know, I won the, uh, won the championship at Jamestown and Lisbon in the same season in the B-Mods, which uh, when I started doing both of those tracks regularly, that was kind of a goal of mine to see if I could do that. And I pulled that off a few years ago, so that was kind of neat. Um, and then got the uh, North Dakota State Championship uh two or, two or three years ago they all run together lately um <laughs> for the B mods so kind of that and then yeah i haven't i haven't won really any of the big races that a guy needs to win but we're uh we're going to keep working at it and maybe we'll maybe we'll get a big one you know this next couple weeks down here
1: so speaking of that uh Jamestown Speedway Track Championship uh and and uh, and of course not getting a lot of big wins you because of that season and you were you were the picture of consistency that year you pretty much got second place every night didn't you
2: yes i did i had i at one point I had a string of it was like four or five second place finishes in a row it was it was comical because i was uh with the Wasoda point average uh starting uh procedure i i was I was starting like ninth every race and I'd get from ninth all the way to about second by the end every race that, <laughs> at one point in that season it just happened every week.
1: And then the next year is when they came up with that idea where the second place driver comes up into victory lane and wins a Coogan, right?
2: Yes, yes, it was the next year. So I don't I don't know if I inspired that or like if they felt sorry for me or what happened there, but that was if they'd have had that rule that year, I could have I could have like opened a restaurant to be honest with you. <laughs> uh
1: so what else uh do you have to accomplish? Obviously, you said there's some big wins that you you haven't got yet um what are what are some of those that you'd like to get
2: um the the one that I always started out you know wanting to get was the the stock car stampede, so that's still high on my list you know that's kind of the probably the biggest race that's right in my sort of local wheelhouse that I grew up with so it'd be fun to get that um you know get to the get to the wasota one hundred um maybe. Maybe put up a good finish there, that's always tough uh then probably bigger than that, just uh it seems like there's more and more tracks doing a nice job of adding some uh adding some some bigger money races that uh that can bring some high level competition in, and I guess just any of them I can get to and see if I can win a couple of them that would be my goal, I guess
1: now you talk about uh you talked a little bit about your brother racing also between the two of you who's a better driver
2: uh well to be frank it's me um (laughs) but he's he's pretty good too so he uh no my brother is a he's an excellent driver he probably he started out in the bomber cars and uh kind of started his way up into the b he he definitely over the years has probably had lesser equipment than me uh for various reasons and but now he's uh this last 4 or 5 years here he's really come into his own too so a lot of times we obviously race together a lot of the times and we ended up we end up being some of each other's biggest competition so it's kind of fun that way so
1: and also with your brother um you guys run two different makes of cars don't you
2: uh yes we do yep we uh we're we're brothers through and through so we can't uh can't have any you know he he can't copy me or I can't copy him so yeah he's uh <laughs> He's running um, he's running a rage chassis and I'm running an SSR and we both have their very different setups in the car. Um, that came all the way back from our go-kart days. We we always had drastically different setups and different driving styles and I think it kinda still holds true today, but usually usually the two of us find our way to you know, find our way to the front in most races we're in or, you know, at least be competitive speed wise anyway.
1: And he's got a Mopar and you got a Chevy, right?
2: Yes, he's got a he's got a Mopar under the hood of his car. Um, I'm a I'm a Dodge guy through and through, but uh, Chevy's it's just tough to beat that cheap horsepower. So I uh, so I'm running I'm running the Chevy, and yeah, he never never fails to tell me about that when his uh, when his Mopar outruns me. <laughs> he definitely lets me know that I'm running the wrong engine.
1: Okay, so if you guys are side by side on the final lap of the race, going into turn three, who hits who if you guys wreck each other?
2: Well. I've he's hit me more than I've hit him in our racing careers. I'll just say that. So I, I mean, I don't know. He's, I'm probably a little bit more of an aggressive driver than him, but I think if you put him beside me, then he's, uh, yeah, he'll use up whatever he, he actually one time wrecked a wheel and tire that I borrowed from him that I had on my car. He wrecked his own wheel and tire on my car and took me out of a race. It was probably, six, eight, nine years ago something like that so yeah so he he's not afraid to uh to lay it to me if he has to so
1: so now Ranky racing is uh is and of course you know the division the the run that you've had like you talked uh you kind of started from the Fromkey side of the family um there's another generation coming up behind you guys isn't there
2: oh yeah yeah there's uh so yeah um Zach's Zach's kids lex and Regan have both um they've both been racing um, go-karts now for a couple of years. And, uh, yeah, I, I heard rumors that there was a, that there was a legend car, you know, maybe going to appear at some point in the upcoming, you know, next couple of years or something, but I'm not sure, not sure if that's true or not. So, but them guys have been doing that. And then, uh, actually, um, my brother-in-law and my sister, uh, the Brekkies, Jess and Jess, they have, they have their, their two boys, um, They've been doing a little bit of snowmobile racing this winter, so so yeah, I don't know if that'll translate to any four-wheel racing. I don't understand snowmobile racing. I just know it's cold, so <laughs> but they they've been doing pretty good too them them two boys have, so yeah, it's kind of fun to see.
1: and that's that kind of uh, it's one of the things that always kind of confuses me a little bit, depending on which which uh, Brecky is is commenting on anything on Facebook, but it's it, his sister Jess married somebody named Jess. So oh. they're both they <laughs> it, it gets kind of confusing yep. for me at times.
2: <laughs> it, it can get confusing. Yeah. I uh still so for some reason they're both Jess Brecky in my contacts and my phone so I never know which one I'm calling or which one's calling me. <laughs> so it's kind of a it's kind of a lottery system just to see who you're talking to. All right. So,
1: um uh uh you got, you're down in, uh, again, down in Las Cruces, New Mexico right now, getting ready to race the Wild West shootout at Vado Speedway Park. 17th year of this uh, race, I do believe. Um, what made you decide to make the trip all the way down there?
2: I, I, actually last year they moved the venue and I kind of liked the looks of it and decided to give it a whirl last year. And, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And I kind of all throughout the summer, I, I told my old man and, uh, and my brother, they helped me a lot on the car. I said, I'm going to try to try to plan to get down to this event, and it's it's worked out that I can get down here. Um, it's kind of nice, you know, It's a, for for farming, you know. I have a little bit more time this time of year, so it offered me the opportunity to do it. So I figured I might as well come down here, uh, be a little warmer than it would be at home, and be racing in January. I figured it can't get much better than that.
0: Yeah. So what's the schedule for the, for the shootout?
2: So it is, uh, so on Friday, uh, tomorrow they have practice and then, uh, this weekend we race Saturday and Sunday and then there's a couple days off and then we, we, we race Wednesday, a midweek race and then finish it off with a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday run next weekend. So it's like six races over, over the course of nine days here.
0: Okay, and uh, is that something that the folks can watch online anywhere? Do you know, or is it streamed anywhere? It is
2: streamed. It, I believe, and somebody will correct me on this if I'm wrong. It's, uh, I believe, it's on the Flow Racing, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm, I, I can never keep track. To be quite honest with you, so that's actually that's usually my sister's department to uh, make sure that I can watch a stream when I need to in sure. the trailer. So that's. It, that's kind of her job.
1: It is correct. It is on Flow Racing. Uh, that, uh, that well, I got
2: something right.
1: <laughs> Attaboy.
2: <laughs> all right. So, I mean,
1: yep. uh, what's the competition looking like down there? Who who do you know that's down there from this area?
2: Um, actually, I you know I haven't been talking to like everybody to figure out exactly who all is coming. I know I know Scott will be there. Scott Vince, Um, you know he's he's always been a supporter of this event I, I believe he sponsors the X mod division which is the, the b mod division I'm up, uh, competing in and so I know he'll be down here um, I know that uh, Lucas Rodin will be there you know the uh, Wasota national champion here from uh, two years ago and I believe Jake Smith the current Wasota national champion I thought I heard somewhere that he would be here too so you know there are some guys. You know, two, the two most recent WSOTA, uh Midwest Modified champions, I think, will be in attendance. So that'll be that'll be good. And then I guess I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some people I haven't even talked to or heard from that'll that'll appear down here. It seems to be pretty popular to get out of uh, you know the North Dakota and Minnesota and South Dakota area and get down here in the winter time. So I'm sure sure I'll see some faces I recognize, and we'll we'll get to mix it up down here in the sun.
1: So w- with uh, all these people that come down to the to these events like this uh do you park next to the people you know or do you stay away from them
2: um well I actually you know usually you try and find at least somebody you know when you're when you're this far away from home it's kind of fun to fun to find somebody you know and uh you know pit near them just you can you know help each other out with uh you know doing some repair work or somebody might have some parts or some tools or something that the other guy doesn't and kind of Kind of go back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, the guys that I know, and even if I don't get pitted, maybe right next to them I'll have, uh, you know, I'll, I'll know where they're at and they'll know where I'm at. And we all kind of, you know, guys that know each other, we'll try to help each other out if it's possible.
1: Well, all right, man. Uh, that's all I pretty much got for you right here. Uh, Ryan, you got anything? Well, uh, so we
0: talked about this, we talked about this earlier, uh, uh, Nate, and uh, I'm just wondering if it's ever been on your radar, or if you would ever try motorbike chariot racing.
2: <laughs> you know, that sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm, uh, I'm usually fairly. I, I usually try and stay away from the two wheel things as much as I can. I'm kind of uh, I'm i'm kind of I'm kind of locked in on keeping four or sometimes three on the ground <laughs> is is generally generally where I operate so i I feel like i would i would get hurt or hurt somebody if I got involved in that i'm I'm guessing it'd be entertaining, but it would probably. You know, there there'd be some medical bills involved if I'm guessing right. Well, you gotta, you
1: like most most drivers have like a little they call them like a pit bike, one of the, a smaller you know like little motorcycle, dirt bike kind of thing. But you actually drive around on, on like a mobility scooter in the pits, don't you? Yeah,
2: yeah, I've been uh, been doing this for a while and getting older, <laughs> so I figured that 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 the uh, yeah that the mobility scooter would be the preferred way way for me to get around the pits. <laughs> so, you know, it's at least got three wheels versus two. So I'm just, I'm one wheel safer than those pit bike guys, I guess.
1: Well, awesome. our, <laughs> all right, man. Well, Nate, thank you again for taking some time and coming on here on uh, checkers and records victory lap with uh, me and Ryan to do a, do a sit down interview uh, this early in the morning on a, on basically your day off kind of, but, uh, uh, we really appreciate it again and uh, best of luck, buddy. All
2: right. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, good to be with you. And, uh, Hopefully, we'll have something for you to talk about here in the next couple weeks.
1: All right. Bring it back in one piece, please.
2: All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks,
0: Nate. All right. Thanks, Nate Renke, for uh, being with us. And again, you can catch the Wild West shootout from the Vado Speedway Park in New Mexico. That's uh, January 7th, 8th, 11th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. And you can find that live on Flow Racing. And now, Corey Litton. Yep. You are gonna introduce a new segment to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap called Spoilers.
1: Well, I've been I've been finding out there's a lot of these movies that are out there, a lot of movies, a lot of documentaries, especially about racing, the T V shows and stuff like that. So I'd like to break it down a little bit. So I've been kind of debating between spoilers and breakdowns. Sure. Uh for the for the Title on this one because some of them I'm gonna give away almost the entire movie. <laughs> well, we better call it spoilers. <laughs> so then. that one would be spoilers, but if I'm gonna break it down, <laughs> I'm gonna call it breakdown. Sure, but we're gonna. I guess this will be a little bit of a spoiler alert kind of thing here. Um, we're I've uh, I had the chance to watch the movie uh, 1976 Hunt versus Lauda the other day, which is a documentary by Matthew Whitman. Uh, it was it came out in 2014, it's for rent on Apple TV for $3.99, or you can buy it for $19.99. It's only 48 minutes, so it doesn't okay. take up doesn't take up a lot of time. But it goes through everything that the movie um Rush basically went through. Oh, uh, okay. With, uh, with the James Hunt and Nikki Lauda feud. Except for in 48 minutes, which is still I think uh about a half hour shorter than the actual movie Rush itself, they still managed they went through even more of what they had to cut out of their it features interviews with Daniel Audetto of Ferrari and Alistair Caldwell of McLaren, and spoiler alert on this one, they still don't like each other. <laughs> uh, Nicky Lauda, um, before he unfortunately passed away. Sally Jones, who was James Hunt's sister. Peter Windsor, who was a pit lane reporter from uh, about 75 to 84 in, uh, in uh, Formula One. John Hogan, who was the, the uh, Formula One sponsorship guru of the time, and historical interviews and footage from that racing season. And again, like I said before, it follows James Hunt and Niki Lauda through their incredible battle in the 1976 Formula One racing season that was made uh, was famously made into the movie Rush. Um, the things this is the these are the things that are uh, different from the movie Rush. This is pretty okay. much this is the spoiler alert. All right. Um, and so much happened that year that many things were omitted from Rush, such as uh, there's a, a scene where the scene where uh, James Hunt is disqualified for being too wide. Lauda actually had suffered broken ribs from falling off a tractor at home, and Hunt accurately predicted the injury would cause Lauda to fade in the later stages of the race, and Hunt would win. Okay, He said, yeah, those ribs are going to bother him. He said it in a way better accent than what I have, (laughs) but uh, he said those ribs are going to hurt him, he's going to fade and I will win. Sure. And he won. And it only makes sense. And you know, there were only 22 other drivers in that race that uh, he didn't, he said, "Ah, don't worry about them. And (laughs) (laughs) um, the Brands Hatch race, this is one of the things that I, you know, they basically just showed him crossing the line winning in in there. What they didn't show was how it started um, and the fact that He actually was DQ'd for this race, too. Uh, The Brands Hatch race, where he would win in the movie, left out the fact that he was involved in a turn one incident that would stop the race. Uh, Clay Regazzoni, who was uh, Nicky Lauda's teammate, actually clipped the right rear of Lauda's Ferrari, causing Regazzoni to spin out, collecting Hunt, who went up on two wheels and nearly flipped over onto his head. Oh, wow. Uh, The race was stopped, and Hunt originally was not able to continue... The crowd threw beer cans, bottles, other trash on the track while wanting We Want Hunt. We Want Hunt. <laughs> uh, the delay al- allowed the McLaren crew to get the car fixed, and he rejoined the grid. Hunt then ran down Lauda and passed him for the lead and the eventual win. They did show that, that pass, though, where he goes into the trees. They go like around the, yeah. the, the turns called Druids on, uh, on the brand's hatch circuit, and they go around the trees, and then all of a sudden you see Hunt in front of them. Uh, And he passed them going into that corner and and they just had that camera angle where you couldn't see anything there. It was was pretty cool. Um, but it wasn't done yet. Uh, Ferrari appealed the original start and it was found that hunt had taken a shortcut back to the pits after the initial contact on the start, meaning hunt was disqualified again Mm. because he did not complete the lap. Sure. And
0: technicality.
1: (laughs) Um, there's, uh, there's another one that, and this one is, uh, it, towards the end, after Niki Lauda recovered from his horrific accident at the German Grand Prix, Lauda needed to cut a practice run short at Ferrari's home track, Amonza, because he bled so badly in, wow. in, from his all of his wounds still sure. from that fire that his helmet was soaked in blood. Meanwhile, Hunt's fuel was deemed to be illegal, and he, uh, at the beginning of it, there was a pre-race uh, uh, inspection of the car he was forced to uh, to start at the back of the grid so he didn't have a very good race and he had blown up anyways um my favorite one of this um at the <laughs> at the following race after that one the canadian grand prix at this point there the mclaren team said i think we're out of it uh-huh. they're pretty much giving up and alistair caldwell tells a great story in there about how he's like we had the reins tight on james the entire year going okay. up to this point point." And we finally just gave up and said, All right, you go have fun tonight. Um Hunt showed up with the lead singer of a band that played at the bar the night before and won the race while completely hung over. Um <laughs> it, the the singer of the band actually looked a lot like Stevie Nicks. So that's who he Really. They 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 went to the like the the hotel bar, they saw this band playing and James was so enamored. Um <laughs> that's when Alistair Caldwell said, Ah, I'm done. <laughs> you go. You go. Have fun. Um, I give this one a green flag. Okay. I guess that'll be the rating system right. here for us. Uh, no thumbs up, thumbs down. Green flag. All right. Um, especially if you're a big fan of that era of racing. I, I I really am. After watching that movie and knowing a bit of the story going into even before Rush started, um, I love that era of Formula One. Just that 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 time where you know the 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 saying was is when the the car the racing was dangerous but the sex was safe <laughs> um that's that's what <laughs> alistair caldwell says right at the beginning okay and um <laughs> it's it, it's an incredible era because it's so vibrant it's so it's so crazy it, it, and and it, the cars just look cool innovation was a big thing going on at that time okay and uh it was it's it's a, it's a really good one. And it's only 48 minutes. So huh. go go ahead and watch it. I think it's even on YouTube also where you can just watch it for free. Oh. Okay. The quality's not great, but it's it, it's um yeah, it was on uh on Apple iTunes, um or Apple TV for uh 3.99 or to rent it or 19.99 to buy it. Okay. I think it's a great one. Green Flag. Green Flag for for 1976 Hunt versus Lauda.
0: All right. Well, cool. I I uh I uh, think I may check that one out. It sounds sounds pretty good and I was a fan of of the movie Rush. So
1: the the inside stories I think are always more in, uh interesting to me anyways. Uh so that's why especially when you get you get down to it, I mean, there's a mutual respect between Daniel Audetto and uh Alistair Caldwell, but you can tell they still hate each other. And from this is from the 70s. <laughs> that's
0: crazy. They still hate each other. So,
1: all right, well,
0: excellent. Uh, and now you've uh, we've got some. Uh, we we already talked a bit about the Wild West shootout, but there's a few other things going on as well, right?
1: That's right. The IMCA TV Winter Nationals started last night at the Cocoa Paw Speedway in Summerton, Arizona. That is, uh, of course, it, it goes from uh, last night to the seventh, and then it'll go to January 11th through the 14th as well. Local drivers who made the trip that I saw last night just by checking out uh, the the uh, the My Race Pass link out there, it was in the stock cars, Jason Berg and Kurt Lund, oh, along with Andrea McCain. Sport Mods, Hollywood, Kelly Henderson, and Darren Schatz. Hobby Stocks, Brandon Bombardo, who was, he's won out at the uh, Buffalo River Speedway. In fact, within the last year. Modifieds at Brandon Beckendorf, Brady Biella, Devin Fauquette, uh, uh, Colin Hibden, the Nevada Nightmare, Eric Laudenschlager, Dan Mank, Steven Pfeiffer. Cody Schulp, uh, Don Shaw, and Chris Tookscher, they're all out there uh, racing. Uh, Don Shaw will also be going out to the Wild West Shootout. He's got a late model out oh, there, I okay. so, uh, he'll be so uh, he'll be he'll be going back and forth out there. Uh, Don Shaw, the owner of the I-94 uh, Speedway out there in Fergus Falls, too. Okay. And that one you can watch live on IMCA.TV. Wild West Shootout, again, we talked about that January 7th, 8th, 11th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. They have X-Mods, A-Mods and super late models, which you can watch live on Flow Racing, and Nate Renke will be signing autographs after every race if you're there. Um, Chili Bowl Nationals, Tulsa, Oklahoma's coming up, too. That's one of my favorite ones. There are big names that race in this. It's the the indoor midget race out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Hollywood, Ty Wilkie from uh, Detroit Lakes, he's going to be making the trip out there. That'll be January 9th through the 14th, but there are already drivers out there. There are NASCAR drivers. There are NASCAR drivers' kids. Wow. Um, drivers from all different kinds of all different walks that race out there. I know Donnie Schatz has raced this in the past. Uh, I mean, Kyle Larson's won this, uh, Rico Abreu, uh, okay. many of the names. Tony Stewart's won it, the Sammy Swindell, I mean, uh, many times. And you can watch that one on Flow Racing as well. Um, coming up also... Here in a couple of weeks, and it'll be a noon start time every Saturday from January 14th to March 4th at the Lake Cameron Ice Racing Mm. out at Erskine, Minnesota. They have a Facebook page you can check out as well for any other announcements they have going out there. I had the chance to go out there last year and catch one of those races and actually got to sit in one of the cars while we raced. Really? And the heater worked. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was, it was incredible because you're sitting there in a, you know, four door Chevy Caprice, you know, those big old seventies cars yeah. and they got it set up so that, I mean, it's lifting the front tire off the ground really? when they're hitting, getting on the gas and leaning and bumping into people. And you're just, you're inches, literally inches from somebody next to you. It's incredible. Um, uh, I'm hoping to make a few uh, trips out there this year. And again, you can, uh, catch that live in person in Erskine, Minnesota. Cool. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like I said, it's incredible out there. Um, but before we before we finish this one up, we got a, a couple of tributes to do. Uh, we recently lost one of our local drivers, uh, well, local legends out here, Harry Thurlow, uh, who was a sprint car driver, one winner of many races. And uh, this is one of those unfortunate things. I know he was one of those guys that could get inducted into the local racing hall of fame, the Red River Valley Racing Hall of Fame. Well, and we, but we have to do catch-up because we just got started on it. So uh, mm-hmm. we unfortunately lost Harry, who was uh, a great racer from uh, many years past out here in this area. And, of course, uh, we just lost Ken Block, who uh, the rally champion, or not even champion, he raced whatever he wanted to do. Um, you know, car culture seems to be a thing that's not easy to find any, anymore. Like mm-hmm. the old uh, the hot rod car culture, like you're your throwbacks to the uh, the Carroll Shelby era kind of kind of yeah. people, people that built hot rods and stuff like that. And Ken Block, he was one of those guys that still did it. He made rally cars out of anything that he wanted to. And uh, he his videos are groundbreaking, um, not to mention he raced out of Buffalo River a couple of times for the uh, Ojibwe Forest uh, Rally. And he was one of those kind of guys. He was very gracious uh, of all of his fans, um, and he was – uh just an awesome person to talk to it just uh and uh both both those both guys are going to be going to be greatly missed
0: yes Corey they certainly will say thank you all for joining us for checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap here at kfgo you can find us at kfgo.com or anywhere you find your podcasts until next time for Corey Litton I'm Ryan Janke.